0: Stoveleg Media, igniting conversation.
1: I'm Trisden. And I'm Ray. What we hope to do here is find a little bit of middle ground on some of these extremely polarizing social and political issues. Welcome, everybody, to Extreme Common Sense. What's up, Ray? Hello, Tristan. Man, it's been a long week. I've been missing you. I haven't seen you in literally forever. It, it has been, man. It really has been. And this is going to be a fun show today for Says me. Says you. Says yeah. me. And, and this is what we're going with. So it's either going to be me just asking you questions. I want to call this, my thing that I would like to do is this is the Ray Show. I want it to be all about you. And then if the following week you could, you know, you want to interview me You can do the same. And I want to do this because, A, I know in your generation, this is not something you're comfortable with. And I feel like you will absolutely hate doing this. And I think it might make for interesting uh, podcast.
0: I mean, you're not going to believe me and nor will any of the listeners or people who know me or my family or, but I, the reason I ask a lot of questions is because I don't really like talking about myself. So it will be, um, yeah, a tad uncomfortable. Yes. Yeah, so. I mean, to me, Tristan, there's nothing more boring than that person. And you know them all who you spend 10 minutes with and they talk about whatever it is in their life, this, that, the other, whether it's stuff or people. And then you go to say something and all right, I got to go. You know, we all know those people yeah. that really like talking about themselves. Completely. And I, to me, that's what makes people pretty boring. Yeah.
1: You know, I agree. I, I like people that. Both have cool stories and then ask cool questions.
0: Yeah, have reference Well, yeah. so here was how my brother described uh, my niece's... Um dating this this kid, and and uh, they seem to be getting pretty serious. In fact, they just bought a house in northern Kentucky, and he came up to Lake George last summer. And my brother described him as, and I, I told his uh, folks this when we met him because I thought it was high praise because my brother tends to be a little <laughs> judgmental and pretentious, love him to <laughs> death, but he can be. But he described Zach as interested and interesting. Hmm, that's good, yeah. I thought that I like was great. That. So he was interested in what you had to say, but he was he was interesting when he told a story. I thought that was just great praise, both interested and interesting.
1: And probably something that I think you probably find a lot in Irish folks, those two traits.
0: Well, I'd like to think so, but again, yeah. you know, that's my own heritage. So and, yeah, no, I think And that's we spend right. a lot of
1: time saying not to generalize. I do. So I like to now generalize the Irish race, if possible. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well,
1: I, I went twice to
0: Ireland, and the one time uh, my brother and I were there um, – because my sister had, had passed away far too young of cancer, and she was married to a fellow who had a farmhouse in a County Donegal, and Patty's wishes, she had been there three or four times, a honeymoon there, and her wishes were to have her ashes spread on the farm, so we went over in 03, actually. The whole family was going to go, but September 11th was a little weird. Dad was too old, so it wound up my brother and myself, and, um, and it really was that Thing that you would imagine, Tristan. There was then the best example of that was the night we were in the Letterkenny Hotel and uh, the bar was closing up. Well, it actually wasn't. The bar closed about three, but my brother and I were about done and we were saying our goodnights. And uh, I heard these Irishmen talking about American movies. And uh, Tommy went up, he said goodnight. And I walked over. I said, hey, I heard you guys, you know, obviously you can tell I'm from America five o'clock in the morning we said goodnight. The bartender oh, well. closed the bartender closed at three, and here's how he closed the bar. Now we're patrons in the hotel, so right there's the door isn't open to the public. But he if you wanted one Guinness or five, he'd put them in front of you and then you just drink it as long as you you know, leave it there and don't make a mess, you're cool. Right. So we actually, the bartender said goodnight at three and I came upstairs at five in the morning wow. and he woke up and he's like, what the hell? And I told him, I said, remember those guys that were talking? Yeah. And and the coolest part of that, Trisdom, was that it was about one in the morning when I introduced myself and the fellas said, are you here on holiday? And I told him what I was here for, uh, which is what I just told you with my sister. And four hours later, as we were saying goodnight, I remember the one Irishman, he said, I'll be thinking about you on Thursday because we were going to spread her ashes on Thursday. And I thought, man, that was four hours ago. Very cool. But he remembered that. Right. Yeah, it was. It was very cool. That's awesome. Yeah, so that did hold true, that whole Irish gift of gab.
1: Yeah. Very good. So yeah, so we'll find out. So we'll either, Ray, this is either the Ray show, which is what I'm hoping for, or if it becomes too much, it may turn into yeah. the to where we're interviewing It makes each me other a tad right nervous, that. I'll tell you that. It should. I, you know, I think that's one of those things. And you're one of those people that... You know, I don't know that people really know a lot about you, right? Like, I don't know. I, I've said for a lot of years, you're uh, pretty sure in the uh, witness protection program, because why else would somebody from Jersey, you know, be in the middle of Kentucky with that accent? <laughs> well, I know they thought that of my late brother-in-law. I know they did,
0: you yeah. know, because he was, uh, you met Vince, and he was, hey, how you doing? I, you That's know, right. Good day for a mo. was <laughs> <laughs> good stuff. Yeah.
1: Uh, well, first, uh, we'll, we'll mention the sponsors we get started here. Thanks to my brother, Aaron, at Berea Pond. I, uh, I beat him at Rummy this week. Oh, nice. I stopped by on Saturday to check in. I just liked the conversation with Aaron. And uh, so, yeah, his wife was uh, talking to someone. I, she went to see a puppy, and so I got to step in for her Rummy game. Nice. Going to 500, and so now I'm never playing again because ah. I'm the Berea Pond Rummy champion. So is Rummy pretty big? They That's usually what they're going with some Rummy. Now, they play with Jokers. Which is a little little different. I had never done that, but it's it's pretty cool. And you can use a Joker as anything? Anywhere you want, and oh, it's wow. worth 20 points. So if you're stuck, of course, it's negative 20. But anyway, so yeah, it was really oh, that's cool. cool. But just great folks. What's in a deck? Pawn. Two Jokers? Two? Yeah. There's a four. Sure, I, yeah. I'll say two. I, I think know. it's two. Yeah. yeah. Sounds right. But yeah, it's so much fun. And, and I can't promise if you go to Berea Pond, you'll get to play, but you do have access to all the great deals. So if you're looking for some furniture uh, you know, or some crypto advice, you got to go see my buddy Aaron. And of course, we, we mentioned uh, Bad Wolf Gaming's new um, gaming machine yes, that yes, they yes. have that's it's pretty a, cool. It's so gaming. if you're one of those folks that maybe doesn't want to drive to Cincinnati to go to the casino, but you got 10, 15, 20 bucks that you want to spend, you got to go check out their m- new machines at 711 Chestnut Street in Berea. And Berea Pawn. of course, at Buckshot and lead.com or 107 Clay Drive. So yeah, and, and tell him Trisden and Ray that's sent you right. from the podcast. So that's if either exactly of our right. listeners get a chance to go, then head on over. That'll be big. Yep. All right. And you so, can't miss Dan, can you? No, no, you definitely can. <laughs> or Aaron, you know. <laughs> well, a, that's true. You got, you got big that, fellas. Got a gun on his hip and you you're not going to miss <laughs> a six-foot dude with a gun. I'm not. <laughs> All right, so uh, let's see. I'm, I'm just Ray. These may go uh, lightning round questions, or, or answer as long as you want. And if it's too personal, or you just want to pass, man. Just take say, the fifth.
0: Just say fifth. Like man. like like so many of Trump's <laughs> people did. That's a little, take some, the
1: fifth. Some truth there. <laughs> All right, man. So tell me a little bit about your wife and kids. Oh well, uh, Patty and I have been married now. I
0: need to get this right, Tris. Thir- it'll be 34 years in August. Wow. We got married in Kentucky. Uh, both from Jersey and um, uh, moved down and actually got married in August of 88. So it'll be August of uh, 22, which is 34 years. And as my dad would say, man, 34 years. And it only seems like yesterday. And what a miserable day yesterday (laughs) was. Ah, We're going to assume wives will never listen to these. No no chance. (laughs) No No chance. No No chance. Um, And that uh, relationship uh, consummated in Brielle, who is 31 and... Raymond, who is 27. Remember Peter Griffin? When there were two Peters, and uh, to prove who he was, Chris said, Dad, when's my birthday? Oh, crap. But it was the real Peter? Right. (laughs) Oh, crap. (laughs) But no, uh, 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 I I can get that, too. February 8th of 91 is Braille's birthday, and uh, January
1: 27th of 95, Raymond.
0: Nice. Winter kids. 27 and 31. Winter kids, yeah. Yeah, How
1: about that? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so here's the the tough part of that question, and and which kid do I like better? Which is uh, your that's favorite? Easy. <laughs> Who's your favorite, Ray, and why? <laughs> is
0: that a legitimate question? It is. It's right here. Uh, uh, you know that's that that's uh, right. Sophie's choice. No, um, well, I, I'll tell you this, <laughs> they're Both is...
1: hanging off a cliff. You can only save one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's funny. Boy, can you imagine? Oh, God. Um, Brielle is more like me. Brielle, uh, 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 I reference my late brother-in-law, Vince, a lot because he's the best friend I'll ever have. We were family. We were friends. You know, the whole deal. Toughest. So you're asking questions. I'll I'll tell you this, Trizan. I lost my mom at 19, and this is in no way to disparage my mother, but I lost my mom at 19 from cancer and I lost Vince at 53. His was a massive stroke that, you know, here today, gone tomorrow. He had actually had a small stroke, lived about six weeks and a second stroke killed him. Uh, And I don't know which of those two losses was tougher in my life, Wow. which is not again to disparage my mother, but think about this. He and I moved down here, strangers in a strange land, right? We were married to sisters, but um, what I said was, so we were actually in addition to being friends, family. But if Vince and I would have met at college or working or in the service, wherever we'd have met, we'd have become fast friends just because we were so similar. And um, it was just a brutal loss. And I think at 19, you're probably a little more resilient. You know, you got your whole life ahead of you. You know, I, I read somewhere you can't make old friends. Yeah. Which is just a great line. You know, I'm now 61. There's not a whole lot of, you, you know, you don't make friends like you did when you were a kid. That's and, it. and you know, I never went and talked to anybody about the death of my mom. And I'm sure it affected me in ways that I can't even, that I'm not even still aware of. But um, I I just think in my own head, I probably recovered from it more I don't want to say easily, but in a different way than I did losing Vinny. It's just a, it was just brutal. I mean, it's just a fucking brutal. And it was the first time I ever experienced here today, gone tomorrow. You know, I watched a sister, I watched a mom battle cancer and die. I watched a sister battle cancer and die. We had about a two-hour conversation the night before. I think it was two nights before, actually. Um, and it was uh, 2013. He, he did, uh, I'm sorry, 2014. He died, April 2014. And um, so it was a largely political. He was a political junkie. And I remember talking about Obama and things like that, like like a lengthy conversation, hour and a half, two hours. He was the first person I called when I heard that Gandolfini had died. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll,
1: I'll say this too your relationship with Vinny, you and I hadn't worked together for a few years when he had passed away. And although I would say we've periodically kept in touch through our other jobs, but not that we were talking like once a month or anything no. like that, no, we, maybe we once every six months or yeah. so we'd run into each other right. or something through right. work. But I remember hearing about that. And I don't remember who told me in the office. And I said, Oh No, because it wasn't you. And I immediately went and gave you a call you did. because I yes. knew what, a. I I still remember that how much he meant to you. Right. And, and, you know, even, you know, from years before that, like, you know, and I have a best friend like that, that, you know, I'm an only child and that's sort of my guy, Yep. And, you know, he's in my will. Like he's going to get everything as soon as when me and my wife divorce, it's all going to <laughs> Brendan, you know? So, uh, well,
0: you know how I would put it, Tristan is um I have never really put a lot of stock and I hope this isn't reflective of my marriage or or my wife or whatever but I never put a whole lot of stock in my wife is my best friend. I think your wife is your wife and your best friend is your best friend and and you know that was Vince and it was and, and again he was also family because we were brothers-in-law but um if I truly had a soulmate I think it would be him more than Patty right. just because of the connection and the references and god we would you know talk for hours and right. um just just Endless. Now, I, I will tell you this aside, his uh, his brother Frank, who's still alive, at probably pushing 80 now, Frank is married to Diane, who, um, uh, I, I don't want to say, I guess Orthodox Jewish, yeah. Diane is actually, uh, in, in the Jewish faith, is a little bit like the Catholic faith. You can only go so far as a woman, can't become a rabbi, can't become a priest, but right. she's like right below the rabbi she's very devout and she's literally one of the best people I've ever met and we were all gathered and everybody uh, they had come down from Jersey of course the next day and everybody was gathered at Nancy and Vinnie's house and offering their condolences to Nancy as they rightly should and Diane walked over and quietly said to me you know Buzzy this is gonna be really tough on you and it really struck me I was like yeah. wow that's a really, I really appreciate that, Diane. That meant a right. lot because it is and it has yeah. been. And I still think about him every damn day. I mean, yeah. So, but she had the wherewithal to say, you know, okay, everybody's paying enough attention to Nancy, but I'm going to offer some condolence to Buzz because this is going to be rough. Uh, rough. Yeah, that is,
1: that, it was very cool. It's a really sweet was, thing was, to do it was, because it, was, it, it really you know, was. it's was. Well, and I think there's something about our culture that sort of devalues friendships and sort of makes it more about family all the time. Like, oh, the family it's and all. Fair point. But they're, you know, you do build these friendships with folks, and it, you can't quantify it with a, you know, with a ring or with something. But these people just, you know, they mean the world to you.
0: And you can, and you don't have a lot of them, Tristan. I mean, no. how many? Three, four, five, maybe. I mean, yeah. you know, just. And, and maybe that's a great for life. lucky folks. If you, probably. Yeah, yeah, for lucky folks, if you can walk out of here, you know, leave here with having, you know, five really good friends, I think you've you've led a hell of a life. Yeah. And Vince was right at the top of that list. There's no doubt.
1: Yeah. Man, it's tough. Yeah, and and again, so you said that was fourteen. So yeah, it's, geez, eight, eight years eight plus years. Yeah, oh, eight plus now. Yeah, yeah. April
0: In, April sixteenth,
1: twenty fourteen. Yeah. Unreal. So, what do you think about being sixty-two years old? What's that like?
0: Not there yet. Oh, you're almost 60, sixty-two. Yeah. September
1: twenty-fifth. Oh, yeah. Okay, so what's sixty-one um, like?
0: It's. Uh, <sighs> you know it's it's hard to believe now i go often and talk to my neighbor pearl who's an 80 year old man lives by himself and pearl reminds me a lot of my dad who lived the last 12 years of his life and i think pearl appreciates those visits and i and i enjoy talking with him you know it's I've done it a lot. And so now it's, I usually bring him food and I'll bring him something from galaxy a club sandwich or, you know, some pizza or wings, whatever. Cause I, I don't know how much he eats. I know he doesn't cook and uh, he enjoys the visits Getting to a point now where you hear a lot of the same stories, but that's cool. Sure. You know, it's cool. Um, but he's a wealth of information because he's lived his entire life in Madison County. He was a fireman for about 25 years. So he knows all the skeletons, all the oh, characters. Nice. Yeah, it's yeah. cool. But he he'll say to me, you know, and he's in pretty good shape for 80, but he'll say, man, I, you know, I don't know how I got to be 80. I don't feel like I'm 80, but I know I am. So I I think that's a thing I, I, you know. I don't try to dwell on it too much, but yeah, you're getting older. Your body lets you know you're getting older. Um, now, the only good news in that Tristan, and, and really, I mean this sincerely is that you realize what a clown you were at 21 or maybe even 31, 40, whatever it is. Um, not, not every age. Cause you start g- gathering that wisdom, but you know, young people, people in their twenties, their thirties can be smart, obviously, sure. but they're not wise. Right. They're just not because wisdom comes from life experience. And if you're fortunate enough to, to chart you know add up a few years there comes wisdom it's i said this to patty the other day and she's like oh that's pretty deep well it wasn't my my line it's there's a reason 20 year olds fight wars i'm so gonna you know 60 year old we'll find some <laughs> common ground we'll figure some way out of right rather
1: than shoot each other there's a reason 20 year olds should f- fight that's wars a great point i've never you know that. yeah <laughs> so what was your childhood like in new jersey
0: Oh, it was great. I mean, truly, it was like Mayberry. You know, I've heard Bill Maher say that. Bill Maher and I grew up, I don't know, 20, 25 miles apart. He was from a town called, I think it was Plainview. I was from a little town called Pumpkin Plains. But I heard Maher use the line, it was like Mayberry. I've always thought that's why... Mar and I connected or, or, not connected. Cause he doesn't know me, but I, I felt as <laughs> you have though a deep relationship. I connected it's just with one him. Sided. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, uh, I think we would get along well, even though he's a little stuffy, um, because he, you know, I often thought our age and our, where we grew up and our backgrounds were somewhat similar. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was very it was a very uh, quaint existence in a small town where everybody knew everybody and went to church every Sunday and uh, you know you, you were at you were home by dark and you know it was it was a town that kind of rolled up at about eight o'clock. I have a buddy of mine who says that America went to shit when we went to 24 hours. Like it was good when towns would roll up at eight o'clock and when everything was closed on Sunday, because it forced family time and so forth that when everything went to 24 hours is when America started taking a dip or, or maybe society at large started taking a dip. Interesting concept. Yeah, there's
1: definitely, I think (laughs) a case to be made for sure. Absolutely. And how often do you tell your kids you love them?
0: Well, um, probably more now married to Patty because Patty's family is a, I love you family. I don't know if you know the difference. Like, I would yes, say to her, my very family much. was never yeah. an I love you family. Like, I think my mom, you know, was. This uh, an
1: Irish thing, a little bit, right? The Irish don't. Probably begin so. Mom to was generalize. fairly
0: cold. You know, she yeah. was uh,
1: she. She was wonderful,
0: but she was a little bit off standish. We weren't a hug in love. And yeah. Patty, every conversation ends with, you know, right. I love you. So, yeah. Uh, you know, so sometimes I do it like sarcastically or jesting. You know, right. it's
1: like,
0: hey, just remember, buddy, I love you. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 But uh, enough to know, I think Uh, enough that they, that they know. That's funny. And
1: I love having those conversations with people because you find every, you know, obviously parents love their kids and it it is. It's funny how it varies, and there are the I love you families. Oh, absolutely. And then there's the guys that you know, or <laughs> yeah. moms even. That's you know, once every four or five months, maybe. Absolutely right. It's funny. So, yeah. <laughs> once every four or five I'm months. Fascinated yeah. by maybe that yeah. because I, you know, my show's maybe next week, but I was from an I love you family. So oh, every, were you? Yeah. Okay. So it was you know, single parent, just mom, but it was constant. Like you heard it eight okay. eight nine times a day. That's that's when Patty's you left family. and come home. Yeah. But uh, so whenever I'm around people that it's not like that, I'm like oh. It's just fascinating. <laughs> so. That's great. All right. So, you know, it's funny too, because doing this, some of the, the, the answers to your questions, like you can't, you can't probably give the real answer because it's on air and there is some a bit of, of a spotlight. So I was thinking if I was asked a lot of these questions, how I would answer because of me and you over a beer, you might get a different answer than what <laughs> you can say. That's probably true. Yeah. But uh, so with that, what's the biggest mistake of your life in your opinion?
0: Uh, probably not having taught. Yeah. I should have probably been a history teacher. Real great teacher tells me that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And uh, it was just a life situation. You know, I'll tell you what's funny about that, Tristan, and, and my brother will know this for sure. So I graduated high school in 78. I was on the seven-year program in college. Actually, I dicked <laughs> around. Well, I, Like Farley and Tommy Boy. Yeah, but like, I, I so I referenced my mom's uh, passing when I was 19, and it was an awful death from cancer, diagnosed in January, died in December, December 18th, brutal Christmas that year. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so Christmas is going forward, always have that memory. Yeah, she died on the 18th of December. Nineteen seventy nine, but I would never use her excuse as as any um, you know reason for me not being successful, but success more successful. But there were a couple of years where early on where i wasn't doing anything i probably should have gone in the service A couple of lost years kind of like 79 80 you know smoking a lot of uh, cannabis and doing other things it was the late 70s early 80s man the reagan's hadn't come to really power yet would just say no and uh there there were some lost years in there drinking far too much probably starting to put on weight um and and but what did happen is when i finally got my my stuff together and, and went to college um i graduated in uh in 1985 And man, teaching was looked at like the lowest thing. Now, my brother will discuss that because he uh, graduated high school in in, uh, 82 and went to college, got his degree and started teaching in like 87. And he was sitting with his principal one day who started with Tom and maybe 20 years down the road. So maybe this is uh, 87, 2007. And they realized how few men their age were teachers because in the 80s, it was just like, like it was the decade of eh, greed is good and, you know, why the hell would you teach? You know, you can make something of yourself and, you know, teaching is, you know, those that can do and those that can't teach and all that. And the joke really wound up on, well, actually, it was probably 2008, Trisden, when everything took a dump, and now all of a sudden, you know, teachers are being looked at as, oh, wow, they've got a tenure job, and they're making pretty good money, and they've nice got a wonderful retirement. retirement. Yeah. yeah. And, oh, what happened to us? And Tommy's like, whoa, hang on a minute. Don't give me any shit. I was the guy who was the asshole for teaching, you know, going into teaching in the 80s. So I got caught up in a little bit of that. Like, I can do something better than teach. But yeah, that's that's a regret. I I, I do think that uh, that was probably what I was put on the planet to do and, and, and should have done it you know
1: yeah and maybe a little sexism even back then still with the teacher yes, as a woman kind of you're yeah a
0: little bit less at the high school level but yes sure. absolutely interesting there, there
1: was for sure yep. all right so on the heels of that what's uh what's the best decision you ever made uh if she ever
0: listens, it would have been marrying Patty. Next question.
1: Nice. <laughs> now, if Pa-pause, we're having a beer... Pause, pause for edit. If we're having a beer somewhere,
0: <laughs> might that answer be different? Yeah, it might.
1: <laughs> All right. On the heels of that, second best decision, Ray. What was
0: the second best decision you I mean, ever made? I guess you do the trite things like having kids, you know, you're having kids. But but <laughs> but it but it is cool. I mean, it does... Um, look, I get people who... Don't I don't think my daughter's ever going to have children. Um, I, I really don't, and and that's and that's cool, um, and I respect that decision. But what it does do, and I know this is cliched as can be, but it does force you out of your own uh, bubble that's only about you. It forces you to look at the world now through the eyes of someone else because you're responsible for their life, right? You know, so. It's 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 trite and it's you know it's it's like I said cliched but um, no I mean having kids is, has, has been cool I don't always love them I I um, <laughs> I've said that to people and they've taken it the wrong way like we'll have a group of school kids that are just wild and crazy and there's a hundred of them at Galaxy and they're all bowling for a couple hours and they're driving you nuts and I have said to some people because I don't always test my material and a few of them I remember one woman got indignant <laughs> but I said God these kids I don't really like. Them. i got two of my own i don't even like them that much and she was like this woman was offended she was like oh well i'm that's terrible i feel really bad for you you know it's a joke for Christ's sakes uh are you a louis ck fan yeah all right so this well,
1: not not what he does no with no. plants and things but <laughs> no, yes no, no, his no. comedy i've always found to be pretty fun okay so my brother and i tell
0: this story it is so funny so he um is at his high school one day and um this guy comes in and says, man, I just saw this comedian. And Jesus, he reminds me so much of you. Well, Dave Harrison, who you know, our buddy David, who was a guest of ours, said, called me one day, and he's like, yes, years back, and he's like, are you familiar with this Louis C.K.? And I said, yeah, yeah, I know his humor well. Why? He goes, man... I'm watching him and I'm thinking that's Ray. So that sort of deferential humor that Louie did about—remember yeah. uh, the one bit? He was like, "I hate my kids." You know, he's <laughs> like, "I'm giving my daughter this bubblegum flavored cough medicine and she's complaining about it." And I'm thinking about these kids in Africa. It's a bubblegum cough, you know. She didn't like the flavor. <laughs> I, I hate my kids. That kind of humor is. Oh, I tell you what, this isn't about me, but my brother. On the heels of that, Tristan, this is one of the greatest things ever. Now. He only sent it to like three people, me being one, because so we all get those Christmas letters. We still get them from the family and you know joey's doing so well and mary's in uh you know advanced degree and yada yada well tommy sends this letter that was completely the opposite it's like uh we're pretty sure mike is special and kyle's still shitting in his pants at age 10 and i mean <laughs> the whole letter is like now kyle wound up at yale mike's in the marine corps uh the kids have done well but that was just a
1: great letter to sort of point out that right you know the dip bullshit some of some of those things yeah
0: the bullshit of some of those things right. exactly yeah <laughs> exactly
1: right that is very funny
0: yeah but you could easily offend the wrong
1: person with oh that. my god and and i can just see this lady that you offended with the, <laughs> yes. oh, i don't even like my own kids really, all the time i
0: really feel sorry for you yeah
1: and let me tell you i've always said the mark of somebody that a real friend versus like a bullshit friend is a real friend will confide in you that, A, their wife sucks some of the time, B, the kids suck some of the time, and they don't put the fake, oh, right. my my glorious whatever. Exactly. And it's always, I like people that are real because, of course, you always love your kids. But in the moment, you may not be thinking, oh, I love you so much right Absolutely. now. Yeah, it's Absolutely. It's just the human condition. Yes, right? it, it certainly is. So speaking to your kids, if you could give them – uh, one generic bit of advice or like if there's one thing that you would like them to take from your parenting what would that be
0: uh sense of humor nice i mean it's got to be i mean it's gotten me through cuz i'm kind of lazy which is <laughs> which is a, which is another a, a trait that Brielle shares and she would tell you that you can ask her when she, we <laughs> get her. Funny. And Ray's not really lazy. He's like his mom. His mom is not lazy. I'm kind of lazy, but I think is and man, if you lose it, you're just, you know, it, it just can get you through so much. And, you know, I, I think that we, I, I guess we're the only mammals that really have it. I would assume maybe I, I, monkeys. It's an intellect of higher, it's a, it's a consequence of higher intellect. Maybe monkeys yeah, like can laugh
1: at stuff. Throw shit at each other or, and laugh and, and stuff. Maybe? Yeah. I don't possibly. Yeah. Possibly. Yeah.
0: But boy, it's such a, you know, I feel so sorry
1: for people without a sense of humor. Well, humorless people are just hard to be around, right? Sure. Like in any, any situation. I mean, they may
0: make great engineers and great accountants and, sure. you know, so on and so forth. But yes, they're tough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And you know, those people that laugh, you like to be around them. Right. You know. Yeah. It's just it's just medicine. It really is medicine. Completely.
1: Yeah. Very true. Yeah. Man, so here's a question that I don't know the answer to and it's kind of a throwaway, but I am curious. What do you collect? Are you a collector of things?
0: Man, I got a lot of shit in my office. I've got a little piece of the downstairs that I sort of sheetrocked off, and it's an office. And Raymond was in there one day. I wish I had a picture. I I don't. And he was like, man, Dad, there's a lot of stuff in here. So there's a ton of shotgun. uh, shotgun. There's a (laughs) ton of shot glasses. Nice. Not a ton of shotguns. (laughs) Aaron, maybe you can help me out with that.
1: Yeah, but if you want one, buckshotandlick.com. Yes, absolutely,
0: absolutely. Uh, So I do collect shot glasses. I probably got 100. I've got, and then there's just like random stuff. There's movie posters. There's a Wizard of Oz poster. There's um, some sports memorabilia, a few baseballs in there. Uh, The golf ball that I uh, got my hold-in-one with, naturally, is in there. Uh, Different books that I like. So, yeah, I I collect a lot of... uh, couple little dolls there's a little peter griffin doll that i have and a stewie doll next to peter so yeah there's a lot of really random stuff some old sports memorabilia there's a i've got something that's about the size of that wall hanging there that's this old and i don't even know where it came from trisden hand me down or something but it's got like a Ben Hogan and Sam Snead and these old—it's—it's um, it's little mock-ups. These old like hickory shaft clubs and these uh, golf balls that are like the feathery. Ball. I mean, it's really a cool thing. So yeah, I've got a lot of uh, a lot of stuff that I've accumulated over the years. That's awesome. But now, Raymond's doing those um,
1: Funko Pops. Man, a lot of people are into the shit. I bet there's right
0: fifty in his room now. Wow. Yeah. And so what's the deal on them? Will they have value someday or what?
1: Yeah, no, it's the same as uh, you know anything else I guess we collect. But yeah, a lot of people are really collecting the heck out of it. you have those. any? I do not. I I totally miss the Funko thing. Yeah. But ironically enough, at Berea Pond, I'll catch him in there oh, will occasionally you? and I will my across the street neighbor who's just the nicest neighbor in the world, I'll text him a picture. Hey man, you need this Funko pop. Oh no and kidding. So but but no, I don't personally collect oh That's those. very cool. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Does he have, does he like certain ones or is he? Mostly sports,
0: but he's got some Game of Thrones stuff and uh, you know, some others, um, maybe some of the Marvel, but yeah, a lot of sports figures.
1: Yeah. And some of it, like the rest of it, very valuable. Like I'm sure you can get into a $5,000 Funko Pop. Probably so.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like anything else. Yeah. Pretty amazing.
1: So what was uh what was your relationship with your parents like? You mentioned your mom passing pretty young. Uh, but-
0: mom, you know, mom was pretty stern, man. She was cold, but I tell you what, she was. Uh, I think that's where my love of politics. I, I know that's where my love of politics came from. So the old man would have TV on. You know, dad was a working guy. He worked in a newspaper plant his whole life, uh, making the paper, right, stereotyper. and he liked to come home and put TV on and laugh and he wasn't even really that political he was a funny man he was a great joke teller great storyteller but mom would take the newspaper and i'd I'd like to say it was a new york times and and i'm not certain that's right maybe it was just a local paper but she would take the sunday edition and like read it start to finish throughout the week nice you know she would just sit there with the paper i can always picture the glasses sitting on the end of her nose and she'd occasionally look up and possibly laugh at something had a couple of shows she liked barney miller was one that she loved uh the odd couple but she didn't watch a whole lot of tv tv was on but she was always reading um but you know she she was as i recall i mean gosh she's 40 years since i've you know seen her spoken with her uh 40 plus i guess now but um yeah my recollection is she was you know fairly distant not an i love you type mom um and the old man was you know he worked and he loved sports he was not the least bit handy didn't <laughs> didn't teach me anything about carpentry or fixing cars or any of it cuz he didn't know it but my love of sports love of politics came from mom love of sports came from dad
1: nice and yeah you just, the stereotype of any guy from that era is that he could just go out and fix anything. So it's funny to hear
0: yeah, that no. your dad wasn't a handy no, guy. No, no, not at all. No, no. But he had, uh, he had Ben Zangara next door. Now, Mr. Zangara was, uh, and of course it was always Mr. Even if he were al- still alive, uh, I wouldn't call him Ben. I'd call him Mr. Zangara. But he could fix absolutely anything. Now, he was rough as a corncob, man. I don't know if he ever got out of eighth grade, let alone high school. Dropped the N-word at the drop of a hat. He was very rough. He was... um, you know what he was? He was a northern redneck. If yeah. he had grown up in Kentucky, he'd be a redneck. Fit right in. But he had he happened to be Italian and kind of talked, you know, like he was from Jersey. Yeah. Um, so he wasn't looked at as a redneck, but he was basically a redneck by another by another name. Yes. Yeah. But could fix anything, so he was at the house a lot, you know. God yeah. god damn it, I remember him saying that. <laughs> the old man, what does he need help with now? But he'd always come <laughs> over, you know. So That's Ben awesome. was at the house a lot. Yeah. yeah. And they were fast friends. I mean, they spent I don't know, 25 or 30 years as neighbors yeah. and they'd meet at the fence line, both world war two vets, you know, and, nice. and they would talk and you know, yeah, Ben was a
1: character. That's awesome. So, uh, certainly speaking from experience, everybody's parents mess them up a little bit. How would you say, what's the worst thing they, how did, how did your parents mess you up?
0: Probably the, um, pro- pro- honestly, Trism, probably the, 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 the str- well, probably two things. Shit. Now I'm sitting with a freaking. uh, Uh, you know, a a psychoanalyst. That's right. These are the things that I've, yeah, this, this, I've often said, I've never been to an analyst, but I'm sure I could benefit greatly. I would say it's two things. I would say the uh, staunch Catholicism that, you know, riddled me with guilt. Yeah. That's what the Catholics do. They just guilt you into submission, you know? Indeed. And mom was a staunch Catholic. Like I used to say, you know, missing school, uh, I'm sorry, missing church on Sunday was worse than missing school because there was a chance if you bargained whether you could get out and play with the kids after school. But if you missed church on Sunday, you were done. You were going nowhere. You wow. were just home, like you didn't even really think about it. You you had to actually be sick to miss <laughs> right. to miss church. You could fake school, and then maybe you know, oh, I'm feeling better. Ferris Bueller kind of thing. Yeah, but no church. <laughs> so so um, yes. Yeah, so, so I don't want to say too much Catholicism because I still have respect for the for the faith because it's what I know. But um, some of the guilt that came with it, right? And um, I would say they probably. <laughs> Probably the reason that I have that Louis C.K. type humor is because it was a deflection because there wasn't a lot of bucking up in my family. I think self-esteem could have been bucked up a little more. Right. Like they would tend to laugh at you or make you a joke rather than say, you know, now, did that pendulum swing too far and kids, you know, fifth grade or uh, fifth place trophies? Yeah, but (laughs) there were not many trophies in my house. Right. (laughs) Interesting.
1: All right, so what did you – what was uh, – give me an example of something that you said that, all right, my parents did that. I am never doing that as a parent, and you stuck to it. Oh,
0: now there's a question.
1: Um, you know, that's funny. I,
0: I, on the heels of what I just said, I probably, um, just because of the nature of who I am, <laughs> probably if my kids were here and they – when you asked them who gave you more – shout outs and, and, uh, boys it would certainly be mom, not dad. Cause I was very, and still am very reticent with that stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, Patty's, I, I, and I guess Patty is so over the top with it that I've always thought I had to sort of right. counter it a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Because She's you know, the
1: pendulum swing. Pa- yeah.
0: Patty's two kids are the greatest two kids in the world. Kind of like you said, everybody's, you know, their kids are the greatest and then you got to move on from it. Right. And talk about something else. Yeah. But, um, you know so my kids would probably tell you that so even though i didn't necessarily like that i probably did the same with my own kids Interesting.
1: <laughs> but you certainly feel that your kids are the best oh of course
0: no i actually don't No. they're, o- they're only okay
1: <laughs> <laughs> could be worse
0: <laughs> they're good kids that's all that matters very they're, true they're they're good kids yeah and and brielle is um brielle is is She's just got a, a, an intellect, Tristan and Raymond. Raymond will tell you, Brielle is the smartest person i you know you know I know. Um, so she she follow, she uh, takes after her uncle Tommy, my brother. But no, Brielle is just a really really bright individual and, and an interesting person to talk to. But she doesn't uh, she doesn't necessarily engage you like you uh, you know she's not really going to be the conversation starter. But you can have wonderful conversations with her. Right. You know. Which Once you cool. get her rolling, and I Amen. pissed Raymond off once when i said raymond you can't go deep and he said i can go deep in the blank blank (laughs) which was a pretty freaking good answer that's funny i can go deep in a all right right, edit edit no he would laugh if he heard that jesus christ but no he can go deep he's he's but you know he's, he's a little more cool
1: you know you know what do you remember about your first girlfriend? And I know that's tricky with a wife, and you know. Well, but, but if you no, like, this, like grade school or yeah, something. Yeah, it
0: was. Want. It was a. Uh, it was probably a sophomore in high school, and I remember, um, like, it was a big deal to hold hands. And man, do we actually kiss? What well, kiss? How could I kiss? I, you know, just kind of reach your hand, and oh my god, now I think we're holding hands. Holy cow! I mean, yeah. So just. And I, again, that was probably me. I was just so incredibly shy, and uh, you know, just you think back. Hard to imagine on that. that. If if yeah, if if you knew then, right? Or what's the you know, if you knew if you knew then what you know now kind of thing? Yeah, hard to imagine that. Yes. I, I, ironically, though, I still think I'm kind of shy. I just you know. I, maybe I've come up with this ego. I've, I've thought about that, Tristan, DJing for 30 years, you know, mobile DJing where you're in a room entertaining people. And it's like, you know, I I would just as soon, you know, kind of be in the corner and standing off by myself. But I, I guess as sort of a almost defense, you come up with these different, different personalities, maybe. Yeah. You know?
1: It's funny. I heard a comedian the other day said he's extremely shy, which is silly for a comedian. And he said that is the best advice he ever got. And it, you know, enabled him to get on stage was to act like you're confident. Right. So you almost right? So I think people have the ability and I've certainly have found myself in that spot where like, act like you're supposed to be here and then you sort of just, uh, yeah. you're able to do it.
0: I never thought of myself as a confident person with mm-hmm. one exception. I was pretty damn confident in my DJ skills. And I, and I know there's Mater D's in New Jersey and here that were like, man, that guy from central Kentucky sound was a jackass because I was kind of demanding and I knew what I wanted. And, you know, I don't really live my life that way. I don't live my life that way, but in that given situation, yeah, I was pretty pretty confident. I I guess that's a, I guess that's a good thing. I mean, I, it's something, you know, we, this is off me now, but the way we beat Trump up, I guess you have to give him credit for that much. That man is
1: confident in everything he does or he's sure playing the role one of the, or he's playing
0: the role. Yeah. He plays that role. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: No question about that. So obviously you, you, keep in touch with your siblings, it's a good relationship with all your siblings?
0: Yeah, pretty much. I mean, my one sister is, a, a, you know, far right winger. Now that's, you know, I, I still miss them. Um, you know, my brother is a, in addition to being a brother, just like Vince is a very good friend. And I certainly wished I saw him more. You know, I made a decision to move 700 miles from my family 34 years ago. And I've had conversations with people in over the years that are, debating a move and they'll say, you know, I don't know if I could be that far from my family. And I don't ever say to them, Oh, don't worry. You'll get over that. I'll say to them, if that's a consideration, that's a real consideration because that's tough. It's, very very hard to do yeah so if you're thinking that now now Vinny and i were a little different in that he kind of moved and he was excited about it and you know hey if they want to visit me they can come down you know so on and so forth but no me it it was tough and still is tough 34 years later i mean you know i would think and i I just started kind of getting used to things here and then kids came along and now you know my brother's uh Brielle and, and Kyle are essentially the same age and Mike and Ray are two or three years apart in age. They would have grown up together and, you know, the white boys and it would have been great. Now we, given the distance, I think my brother and I. Did That's a- your
1: last name. You're not a racist. <laughs> yes.
0: Okay. Last name is white. But I, I think Tommy and I did a pretty good job. Those kids know each other well. So in spite of the distance, he was real great. He's made a lot of trips to Kentucky. I went back to Jersey often, but it's not like living in the same town. It's yeah. just not.
1: And then, you know, to make stuff about me, which is something I probably do too much, you know, your poor my family was was poor, but no, I've, I've never really had a unit, you know, like a place where my family was. So oh, I always I sort you. of feel like a rolling stone. I've I never got you. had that at all. So I can only imagine what it would be like to have it well, and then lose it.
0: My brother lives in the house that we grew up in. I think I mentioned this you on have. the air. He will be 58 in November and has lived at one address. Now, a consequence of that was or not a consequence, but part of that was mom. So he was 15 when mom died. So dad remarried. So it wasn't like he was living with his parents, you know, f- for that entire right. time, he sort of sure. had the house, but yeah, he has lived at one address, Dresden. That's amazing. That's pretty freaking amazing. That is there pretty are good. They're really, that's a tiny minority of people. Very much. Yes. Yeah. All right. So, and um, he'll say that's either
1: really cool or really tragic. <laughs> nah, somewhere in between, right? <laughs> like, it's probably would have been cool to at some point experience somewhere else. But nonetheless, it's very yes. Norman Rockwell yes. life. You yes. Know, to, yes. To, to, yeah, to, to yeah. He knows that.
0: everybody in town. That's for sure.
1: Nice. nice. So, and sort of, I, when I thought of these shows, the reason I did it is just I grew up as such a huge fan of David Letterman, yeah. the, his comedy show. But. I always wanted it to be about Dave and it was always, you know, I, I feel like he would have been super uncomfortable oh, asking no the questions. He it. wanted to be in control. Absolutely. So I, I've always sort of in the back of my mind, I like to see people who like to be the talkers or sort right, of command the conversation, right. answer some questions. That's so funny. I, well, that's cool. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm just a little uncomfortable, fascinated but fascinated by it. Yeah, nothing, nothing too bad. Hopefully. No. I mean, obviously you could have just said, to go fuck yourself <laughs> take um, the fifth yeah so and i guess we're running close on time if we're sticking to 45 minutes but one more this is just like my favorite question if you had uh, say 50 million dollars tomorrow uh untaxed lottery winnings what do you what do you do with that and then i think you touched on it maybe in the troy show but what do you do with 50 million dollars tomorrow
0: yeah well and again the cliches i think people don't really understand the degree to which that can change your life, not necessarily for the better. But at the same time, I talked about growing older and getting a little wiser. I am wise enough to now understand that money is very important. It's a survival tool. It helps make your existence better and easier. Uh, But if your life is only about that, I don't think it does make it necessarily better or easier because- You know, you don't appreciate the other things. But I think I would simply obviously get out of debt. I would probably buy a house in a place that I couldn't afford now, like the Jersey Shore, be back close to, you know, family, um, have a place to go to. And then I think um, – make sure the kids were well taken care of. Although there's that great line from, uh, I, it's attributed to Bill Bill Gates, but whoever said it, it's a great line. Uh, let's say it was Gates. He said he would, he, he would like to give his children enough to do something, but not enough to do nothing.
1: Oh, that's great. That's a pretty cool line. That
0: is. So, you yeah. know, the Steve Martin's get rich quick scheme. First, you get, million. <laughs> <Right. So give laughs> you get a million dollars. So give me, get a million bucks. Or or it worked well for Trump. Trump but yeah. But yeah it's- but, but I, think Dad, I, a- I think I'd be I think I'd be looking at, you know, I, I write small checks now, Triz, them $1,500 checks to the, you know, places that you can't not help, St. Right. Jude's. Yeah. I mean, if you don't give to St. Jude's, True. you know, um, hospice, you know, those places. Yeah. Um, and, and in fact, just today, uh, we lost uh, my neighbor, Mike, and today was his funeral. And um, we're we're going to make a, a donation to hospice in Mike's
1: name because the, the last week he was in there and they treated him wonderfully. They do um, really wonderful yeah, work. Yeah, they
0: really do wonderful yeah. work,
1: man. You know what I'm looking into? And, man, maybe you'll do it with me. I've got a friend that has been mentioning uh, CASA. CASA, CASA. Yeah. Are you
0: familiar with yeah, that? a um, uh, sort
1: of mentor kids yeah, a little bit? Yeah, I, I,
0: knew, I, knew uh, um, I knew the acronym. I knew the acronym, Chersin, because I interviewed those folks on the air and now I've forgotten. But, yeah, it's it's kids that are – at need and at risk. And, yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. No, those are great missions.
1: Yeah. You know, I agree. So,
0: all right, man, well, that was I'll, fairly painless. I appreciate not that. Not too bad. No, to, no. So, no. so the, we'll the have duration. to turn the, turn the tide and, uh, heck we could ask the same questions. You'll be a little more prepped for him. Yeah. I, I was nervous about that. Cause I, you know,
1: yeah, I'll, you, I'll tell you, you what you I was know. nervous about asking the questions is I had before and you brought it up immediately, but I really wanted to pick your brain about Vince and I, I was hesitant to, to put it on there because I know yeah. it's such no, a powerful no, loss no, in your it's, life. Yeah, but.
0: It, it was a really, really, uh, just a brutally tough loss. Right, right there with my mom. I mean, it's it's if uh, yeah, I guess your mom always has to be higher in that hierarchy. But uh, losing Vince was just a brutal loss, man. And I still think about that, like the things that we didn't get to do because both our kids went to the University of Louisville, and and Vince died when uh, when uh, Molly was uh, in her. Uh, Sophomore year and Raymond was a freshman, so we were going to learn Louisville together. we were going to explore that city because Louisville's a great city. you know the kids were there we were going to learn it a little more we were you know just I, I just you know it's it's just a tragedy I mean you know so well okay, so you want something personal I um drank a lot I always liked drinking tri I just did. But I think back now, because once I was diagnosed with AFib, you know, a contributing factor is uh, is alcohol, and I think of like the rest of 2014 after he passed, 15 and 16. Now I'm working at a place where there's a bar under roof. By the way, did you go and sing karaoke for your birthday? Had an absolute blast. Oh, cool. Yeah. All right. So it's a cool bar, right? Yeah. yeah Party Bomb place. was there. Yeah. Might as know? well. Th- right. Might as well throw it in. Yeah, Champions bar, yeah, and, and, love you and bar and Grill and Inside Galaxy Bowling. But I'm working where there is a bar under roof. And one thing about Patty is she never really wore me out about that. You know, a lot of wives, will, you know, you're drinking. She was always very supportive. Not supportive of my drinking, but never, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right. ne- Honey, never really killed me. Okay, yeah, babe. Yeah, whatever. No, she didn't wear me right. out about it. Right. and And I think about about that. And as I, and I didn't realize it at the time, Tristan, but as I look back, that was, uh, you, you know, self, uh, medicating. I mean, I was, I was dealing with Vinny's death and I was drinking far too much. And, um, and, and it actually caused me, I'm pretty convinced some, some health problems, you know, but, um, uh,
1: but that is what it is. And,
0: you, you know, and
1: and, and maybe a public service announcement there for people that, that it is a little harder to go talk to somebody. And I think, now Absolutely. you can just get online, you can have like a little more private and Absolutely. you don't have to go sit on a couch and sort of be a cliche, you, right. but you can still, but no, as i I think I've mentioned on the, on the show, I've, you know, a couple of times I've talked to a counselor. I mean, and again, I think for me, when I really analyze that is. You know, I don't have siblings. My mom was an alcoholic. I didn't really have anybody to go. Very true. I have like a dad that's going to just give me some great, you know what I mean? I I didn't have that. So to me, it was worth, you know, paying the $50 copay and having somebody that was going to be kind of a, a shoulder that would give me some good advice. So I completely recommend a, a counselor for anybody that's struggling or, you know, going through some stuff. I mean, it's not something you have to do forever. You do it for a couple months and right. you, you gain some perspective. And, right. man, and you feel a lot better more often than
0: Yeah, that. So, yeah, yeah because the sure. alcohol and the drugs are not going to make you – they're going to make you feel better in the moment, but
1: they're doing right. you no good. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, no, good point. And I'll, I'll I'll tell a ray story since it's the ratio today. And and this is not this is not I wouldn't say sappy or you know too much, but it's just a, one of the things that I always think about with you which I always thought was a pretty cool thing. You know, when we met, you were hosting uh, the morning show on 1067 the Fox at yes. the time. And, um, it was, I'd been in the workforce for six or seven years for sure before I got my, my job at Wallingford, but, uh, you would periodically sit in there and I really love this and it stuck with me to this day. And it, and it's, uh, always still there is that, uh, when you'd be doing the morning show, obviously people are driving into work and, uh, if it was raining or snowing and the weather was bad, you always sort of had a take on it. And I, I won't do it justice by trying to tell the story for you. But it was always basically, you know what? These fucks aren't paying you enough to kill yourself. Take your time. (laughs) Be really safe. Most of the accidents happen in the rain or in the snow. And like, we really, you know, care about, you guys coming into work. And so slow it down, take your time. You'd rather be safe. Sounds like something I probably said. Yeah. yeah. And again, I'm paraphrasing, (laughs) but I always think, you know, whenever I'm in a hurry in the morning, Mm -hmm. the the weather's a little rough or something. I think your voice pops into my head, you know, (laughs) you know, take it slow. And that's uh, and that's the thing too, in media, you don't always realize how many people that you might touch, Well, yeah. you know, and, and no, I'm, I'm not right. the only person that probably still has your voice in their head yeah, saying, true. you know, be safe coming in. So I, that was uh, pretty cool. I always well, uh, I appreciate that. it's great. Thank yeah, you man, for sure. So with that, we could segue in. You got another joke. I've been lazy for two weeks. I didn't do a top 10 list because the last two weeks, the shows were a little bit sort of out of the blue because you, you mentioned the funeral you had to go to yes. and you weren't really planned yes, yes. as much. So I didn't do a list, but I did another joke. So it's kind of another quickie. But um, if you want, we could do a joke. Sure.
0: Well, mine's a quickie too. Um, nice. But I do enjoy your top 10 list. They're very creative. I'll have so to get back I'll to I'll that next week for sure. forward to one next week. Yeah. yeah. What, what what do you put in on About an hour?
1: It depends. Like, you know, if if I come up with a good topic, it's like 10, 15 minutes. But if usually it's 20 minutes, like what's funny in the news or sort of timely. I mean,
0: that's just like writing. I mean, I you know, those guys get together and I think they bounce ideas off each other. And I I think a lot of us could have done that. I I think about you sitting with myself, Vince, my brother. I'm I'm sure, you know, we might not come up with SNL, although SNL comes up with some miserable skits.
1: But they do throw in some Uh, some rough ones. I, I
0: often think, Do do these guys think this is funny? My, my, (laughs) then we're off the subject. We do have to go, but my critique is when they have one joke and it's just over and over and you hear it and you know, they're just going to continue that same joke, right? Told differently or whatever, but it's the same joke, but it's a simple joke. This one's kind of dumb. I told you that came off the calendar. Some are stupid, (laughs) but it's cute. What is a, what does a pet pooch use to write a letter? Pet pooch
1: used to write a letter. No idea. A dog pen. Oh, nice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Bottom, boom. All right. Hopefully All right. yours is better.
1: Well, I don't know. That was good. So then that was brought to you, of course, by... Uh, Bray Pond, Brea yes. on Pond, buckshotandled.com. Thanks, Aaron. 107 Clay Drive. Yeah, Aaron, so we're a few days away. I'm going to come. I mean, I bought a, a safe from you two weeks ago, so this week, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to buy Could a, be anything. A, a pull-out couch. The white couch? Uh, still there. The Rick James couch? I, I do still need the Rick James <laughs> couch, man. That thing is nice. <laughs> So, all right, so I've got my Bad Wolf Gaming joke of the day today. Check them out, 7-Eleven Chestnut Street, and have a little gaming fun. You're not going to regret fun. stopping in a Bad Wolf Gaming. So this raise, uh, if you remember Mitch Hedberg, the comedian? Oh,
0: man, loved him. Big you fan. actually, you were the guy who told me
1: about Mitch Hedberg. Oh, yeah. So that's you were. Yeah. I hadn't
0: heard of him prior
1: to you. Yeah, died a, far too young. A, a
0: little a little uh, Stephen Wright-ish, a lot of one-liners. Yeah, that's fair. he
1: was funny, man. Yeah, so this is, I just stole a Mitch Hed- Hedberg joke for the day. Yeah. Um, my friend asked me if I wanted a frozen banana. I said no. But I may want a regular banana later, so yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that was Mitch Hedberg. Mitch Hedberg. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, look,
1: if, you, if you're unfamiliar, check uh, yeah, him out, check on, him out. On, on YouTube. And died too young, right? Oh, far too young. Yeah. Overdose. Yeah. Too much drugs and comedy. Right. So yeah, so Ray, right, I guess we we killed- Well, thank uh, you, Tres, that
0: was uh, pretty painless. It's I fun, was nervous, man. but we're going to turn the tables and, and do the same for you next
1: week. Nice, and that's that's what's like having a council. Absolutely. So same yeah, thing. Very yeah, very cool. All right, so uh, definitely- Thanks to Troy at Front Porch Studios, you know you you just put up with so much. Yes, you We're do. Not paid enough. We no. appreciate you, uh, Nate at Stoveleg. We, we appreciate you thinking highly enough of us to put the Stoveleg Absolutely. logo on the beginning, and now we really feel like we've made it. Yeah. And um, you know, I feel like our our listeners are soon we'll double be able to go to France for a month. That's right. That's Good the goal, for you Nate. Yeah, indeed. So, uh, and hope you're enjoying your trip. And uh, thanks, guys. Check us out. Write review us uh, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on Facebook and if you want a free t-shirt. I mean, sizes are getting limited, but I'll give you one. Absolutely. Thanks, Tristan. Thanks, Ray. Have a great week. Thanks for listening to Extreme Common Sense with Tristan and Ray. We hope you had fun and look forward to taking on another topic next week.